بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين بإذن الله today we will go over سورة الأعلى it is recorded in مسند الإمام أحمد that Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم loved to recite this surah and when we look at the sunnah of Rasulullah صلى الله عليه وسلم we find that on many occasions he recited this surah surah al-a'la as well as the next surah surah al-ghashiyah in different salawat so we find on the day of Eid he recited this on the day of Jumu'ah he recited this in the witr he recited sabbih isma rabbikal a'la and surah al-kafirun and surah al-ikhlas Allah Jalla wa'ala begins by saying, Sabbihisma Rabbikal A'la. Glorify, praise your Lord, praise Allah, who is most high. Alladhi khalaqa fasawwa. He is the one who created and he perfected what he created. When it comes to human beings, we find Allah Jalla wa'ala created them and he fashioned them. He made them upright and created them with the best of posture. وَالَّذِي قَدَّرَ فَهَدَى قَدَّرَ could mean that he measured. So everything was created and made with the correct measure. Or it could mean that he decreed every single thing. فَهَدَى And then he guided these things. This guidance, as mentioned by the Mufassirin, is all-encompassing of everything. So you find when it comes to the human being, he has been guided to choose goodness or evil. When it comes to the animals, they have been given the ability to get to what they need and what benefits them in terms of their food, etc. And everything that he created, he has granted this guidance and this ability. And he is the one who took out vegetation, pastures, the greenery that you see. This greenery, it then wilts away, it changes color, it dies. سَنُقْرِئُكَ فَلَا تَنْسَى Indeed, O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we will teach you this Qur'an so you will not forget it. It's mentioned that when Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam used to receive revelation from Jibreel alayhi salam, as soon as Jibreel would recite, he would immediately try to recite because he feared that he may forget. So Allah jalla wa ala tells him, سَنُقْرِئُكَ فَلَا تَنْسَى You will basically read, you will be taught in a way where you will not forget. إِلَّا مَا شَاءَ اللَّهِ Except that which Allah wishes. The ulama mentioned that this is speaking about naskh. Naskh is abrogation. We should remember when it comes to the Quran and naskh. Naskh basically means there was a ruling or a verse that came and then it was abrogated or cancelled. There are different types of naskh. One of them being where Allah Jalla wa'ala sent a ruling and he sent verses speaking about this ruling. After a while, the verses were abrogated as well as the ruling. Another form of naskh, Allah Jalla wa'ala reveals an ayah with a ruling. The ruling is then cancelled, but the verse remains. The third form of naskh, when it comes to the ayat of the Quran, is Allah Jalla wa'ala reveals a verse and he reveals a ruling with it. The verse is cancelled, but the ruling remains. These masail are mentioned in a lot more detail in the books of Usul al-Fiqh. So Allah Jalla wa'ala is saying here, سَنُقْرِئُكَ فَلَا تَنْسَى 
O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, we will teach you this Qur'an in a way where you will not forget it unless Allah jalla wa ala wishes. And we spoke about naskh. It is mentioned in another ayah of the Qur'an. Allah jalla wa ala says, مَا نَنْسَخْ مِنْ آيَةٍ أَوْ نُنْسِهَا نَأْتِ بِخَيْرٍ مِّنْهَا أَوْ مِثْلِهَا Whenever Allah jalla wa ala abrogates an ayah, there is naskh involved. He brings another ayah which is similar or better. And this naskh can be when a verse is revealed or he causes the messenger to forget. إِنَّهُ يَعْلَمُ الْجَهْرَ وَمَا يَخْفَى Indeed, Allah Jalla wa ala knows everything that is apparent and everything that is hidden. وَنُيَسِّرُكَ لِلْيُسْرَى And we will make it easy for you to do good deeds. فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّ فَعَتِ الذِّكْرَى So you should remind the people. As for the word in, in this verse, the scholars differ as to its meaning. So some of them interpret the verse as being فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّ فَعَتِ الذِّكْرَى So remind, give a reminder only if this reminder is beneficial. They then go on to mention that sometimes where there is a place or there are a group of people where this reminder is not beneficial for them or it's not going to benefit, then do not remind them. They go into further detail and they say for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the very first time he was ordered to convey the message. After that, there were certain people, for example, Abu Lahab and his wife, where revelation came to say that they would never believe. Here, he didn't have to carry on warning such people because it was already decided. Another way of interpreting the verse is remind the people because reminders benefit. Yet a third way of interpreting the verse, some of the scholars mentioned that there is a hidden meaning which completes the sentence. So, فَذَكِّرْ إِنَّ فَعَتِ الذِّكْرَى means that remind, give the reminder, even though it doesn't benefit certain people, it benefits others. For those who want to read further into this mas'ala, they can go to the books of tafsir. Also in the book, Daf' Iham al-Ittirab, we find the author, Rahimahullah, has mentioned this mas'ala or this verse in detail. Allah Jalla wa Ala then says, سَيَذَّكَّرُ مَنْ يَخْشَى When you give your reminder, those who benefit from this reminder are those who fear Allah, those who want to do good deeds. وَيَتَجَنَّبُهَا الْأَشْقَى As for those who are evil, who don't want guidance, they will not benefit. They will stay far away from your reminder. These people who rejected, they didn't want to follow the reminders. They are the ones who will be thrown into the blazing fire. Whilst they are being punished in this fire, they will not die. So basically, they will not be put out of their misery. Nor will they be able to live properly. It will just be punishment. We ask Allah Jalla wa ala to protect us. Allah Jalla wa ala then says, قَدْ أَفْلَحَ مَنْ Successful is he, the one who purifies himself from all evil, everything that Allah Jalla wa ala dislikes when it comes to shirk, when it comes to bad deeds, etc. وَذَكَرَ اسْمَ رَبِّهِ فَصَلَّى And he remembers his Lord. 
and he performs salah according to one interpretation. The other interpretation is this verse is speaking about sadaqatul fitr, a more encompassing meaning. Allah Jalla wa ala is basically talking about the one who purifies himself and does all forms of good deeds especially those that are obligatory upon him when it comes to his salah, when it comes to his zakah, etc. He then says, بَلْ تُؤْثِرُونَ الْحَيَاةَ الدُّنْيَا وَالْآخِرَةُ خَيْرٌ وَأَبْقَى But you give preference to this worldly life. As for the akhirah, it is much better and everlasting. إِنَّ هَذَا لَفِي الصُّحُفِ الْأُولَى Indeed, this was mentioned in some of the previous books and scriptures. Which previous books? Suhufi Ibrahim wa Musa. The scripture or the books of Ibrahim and Musa alayhi salam. The scholars differ as to what exactly was mentioned. Is Allah Jalla wa ala talking about the story of this surah? Or is he talking about this whole surah? Or is he talking about the verses starting from Qad aflaha man tazakka? Is he saying that these verses from there are mentioned in the Qur'an and they were also mentioned in the scriptures of Musa salam and Ibrahim salam with a similar meaning. We ask Allah to grant us beneficial knowledge, to grant us understanding of the Qur'an and make us from those who practice upon it. Ameen. Wa sallallahu wa sallam wa baraka ala nabina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in.